June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Tess's killer. The suspect is just 13. He is said to have confessed to the crime and also implicated two accomplices. Then, Miss Roby, yes. impeachment kid and anger in the halls of Congress. We're walking, we're talking. <laughs> Keep going. Even on a school bus. <laughs> And after this terrifying incident. It's happening everywhere, and you may not even know it. Who's that? Plus, Taylor Swift unleashed. The toxic male privilege in our industry. Then, too dangerous for court? Let him out of here. Get him out of here. After slaying two doctors in their penthouse apartment, the killer learns his fate. And Christmas Movies Mania. 96 new holiday TV movies. A sense of love, peace, and harmony. Plus, Dr. Llamas. Would you like to pet him? The Gentle Giants. Who knew they had such nice bedside manners? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A suspect has been apprehended by police in connection with the stabbing death of a Barnard College freshman. And news of the arrest is just as shocking as news of the murder of Tessa Majors. As Diane McInerney reports, the suspect is only 13. A 13-year-old boy has reportedly confessed to the brutal stabbing of college freshman Tessa Majors. The suspect was arrested in the lobby of an apartment building near Morningside Park in Manhattan, where Tessa was knifed to death. Police radio broadcasts captured the moment the suspect was spotted. Units kill their lights, start circling the park. The perpetrator may still be in the park. Bring a green jacket covering his face by the scales. The teen allegedly had a knife on him when he was arrested and was brought here to the 26th precinct. He's a juvenile described as five foot five and was reportedly wearing clothes that matched the description of the wanted suspect. He is said to have confessed to the crime and also implicated two accomplices who attend the same middle school. Published reports say that the three allegedly snuck up behind Tessa, swiped her bag, and she was stabbed when she fought back. There was an emotional vigil for Tessa at the campus last night. Most of my friends go through there all the time at night. I never have before. I'm, it's a little intimidating. Tessa's grieving family said in a statement, Tess shone bright in this world, and our hearts will never be the same. They are in New York to bring the body home to Virginia. Tess's murder has raised fears of a return to criminal mayhem in the city. I used to live at the bottom of that hill, uh, so I, I was part of the parks. Uh, I, I, was, I knew it had gotten better. Uh, it's, it's disturbing to hear that it may have taken a step back. Yeah. Maybe it's off limits now. Yeah. Yeah. But Mayor Bill de Blasio ago, is vowing that won't yeah. happen. There's no way on earth we're going back. We're not going to let this city go back. Tessa played guitar and sang in two bands. She had her first New York gig in October. 
Safe to say the first New York City show went well, she posted. Tragically, it was also her last. The 13-year-old suspect has been charged with felony murder, robbery, and weapon possession. For now, prosecutors plan to try him as a juvenile. For the third time in history, the House Judiciary Committee has voted articles of impeachment, the third time in modern history. President Donald Trump has officially been accused of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, and the full House of Representatives will vote on impeachment next week. And because today's vote was historic, there was at least one unusual observer to the proceedings. Ms. Roby. Yes. Call him Ms. Roby Impeachment Boy. The little guy sitting on his mother's lap during today's historic impeachment vote has everyone asking, what's the kid doing there? George Roby is 10 years old. His mom, Martha, is a Republican congresswoman from Alabama, and he no. sure looked fully engaged. Yes. Who could blame Ms. him? Roby it was no. a doozy. No, no, no. I. I. President Trump slammed the 2317 vote along strict party lines. The impeachment is a hoax. It's a sham. A Trump supporter disrupted an MSNBC live shot in Congress. We're walking. We're talking. Keep going. They tried to shake her off, but she kept following them. Same on you, Chairman Nadler. Same on you. Two more Trump loyalists heckled Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler as he walked to an elevator. Trump 2020. Trump 2020. Meanwhile, Trump's mockery of Time Magazine's Person of the Year, Greta Thunberg, is causing a big stir on late-night TV. He told the 16-year-old, chill. You want her to chill? Whenever you scream, you look like a tick that's about to burst. I mean, look at it. Chill, Greta, chill. Says the sweaty old man who's mad at a magazine because they didn't put him on the cover of it. That's how you know that these are strange times. In one room, Trump is going after a 16-year-old on Twitter. In the other room, Melania is talking about the perils of cyberbullying. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham said in a statement, It is no secret that the President and First Lady often communicate differently, as most married couples do. Their son is not an activist who travels the globe giving speeches. He is a 13-year-old boy who wants and deserves privacy. Now, Michelle Obama is weighing in with a message to Greta. Don't let anyone dim your light, she tweeted. Ignore the doubters and know that millions are cheering you on. I want to congratulate Melania she did such a beautiful job with the decorations. Melania and the president hosted the congressional holiday party at the White House last night. The first lady looking stunning in a $4,000 white ream okra gown. At the party, the president began his speech with a joke about all the impeachment talks, saying, quote, it had been a very exciting month in Washington. Another big award for Taylor Swift means another public moment to lash out at the music executive who now controls the bulk of Taylor's earliest hits. When Swift was named Billboard magazine's Woman of the Decade, she held court for about 15 minutes, railing on her frustrations about the situation. Taylor Swift is once again blasting the mogul who now owns the rights to her music. And she's calling him out by name. This just happened to me without my approval, consultation, or consent. After I was denied the chance to purchase my music outright, my entire catalog was sold to Scooter Braun. Taylor made the remarks after being named Billboard magazine's Woman of the Decade. First, she expressed her gratitude, then lit into Braun. Scooter never contacted me or my team to discuss it prior to the sale or even when it was announced. 
I'm fairly certain he knew exactly how I would feel about it, though. Taylor also attacked bronze defenders. And let me just say that the definition of the toxic male privilege in our industry is people saying, but he's always been nice to me when I'm raising valid concerns about artists and their rights to own their music. Taylor also had strong condemnation for the investors who helped Ron buy her music catalog last June. To this day, none of these investors have ever bothered to contact me or my team directly to ask how I might feel about the new owner of my art, the music I wrote, the videos I created, photos of me, my handwriting, my album designs. At the American Music Awards last month, Taylor made a protest statement by wearing a white shirt printed with the names of her first albums. Even though she turned last night's acceptance into an attack on Scooter Braun, there was one high note. I'm about to turn 30 tonight. Woo! Our attempts to reach Scooter Braun were not successful. Yesterday, we told you about that little girl who was terrorized by someone who hacked her family's ring camera. It is far from an isolated case. Around the country, there are scores of similar incidents which are leaving homeowners rattled. It's scarier than you think, and it's happening everywhere. The little girl whose bedroom security camera got hacked is just one of a long list of victims. You're hungry? What? This guy was in his kitchen and looked baffled when a hacker started talking to him through his ring camera. Who is this? Who is that? When this couple's camera was hacked, the bad guy played an ear-piercing alarm. Then he started using racial slurs. What? Nothing. The homeowner pulled out the camera's batteries in disgust. Check out this young man's mystified reaction. Hello? I see you. What? I see you. They actually engage in a conversation about video games. Do you play Minecraft? Of course, he doesn't play Minecraft. Before finally disconnecting the camera. We even found websites that live stream security cameras from the homes of people who don't even know they might be being watched all over the world. None of them are password protected. These customers at a New York bar have no idea they're being observed. Even these dogs at a doggy daycare aren't safe from surveillance. These videos are coming to light after we told you about the creep who hacked the ring camera in the little girl's bedroom in Mississippi and started talking to her. I'm Santa Claus. Don't you want to be my best friend? It's a lot easier than most people think, and that's really the scary part. Scott Sparrow of the technology website SugarShot says hackers use special computer programs to breach a home's Wi-Fi. They're able to scan thousands and thousands of uh, devices and systems in very short order, and they're able to acquire the passwords and user accounts that way. He has these key tips. On your wireless network, make sure you set up a password that only you know, and don't use it anywhere else. Use a password that's a strong password. There's actually some solid websites that will help analyze your password or even give you a very, very strong password. Hopefully that advice can prevent a creepy situation like this.
Ring says it is investigating all of these incidents, but they do encourage their users to follow the recommended safety procedures. It is life in prison for a man convicted of killing two doctors inside their penthouse apartment. But the killer was not in front of the judge when the sentence came down. Thanks to some previous outbursts, he had been deemed too dangerous to be in the courtroom. This convicted killer just learned his fate after he was found guilty of murdering two doctors in their luxury Boston penthouse. 38-year-old Dr. Lena Bolanos and her fiancé, 49-year-old Dr. Richard Field, were bound, tortured, and stabbed to death. Both were highly regarded anesthesiologists. Surveillance video shows Dr. Bolanos coming home the night she was murdered. The couple unsuccessfully tried calling 911, and Dr. Field also sent eight desperate text messages to a friend to call cops. Gunman, in-house, serious, serious. The killer, Bampuman Teixeira, had briefly worked as a concierge in their building, but had no known personal relationship with the doctors. He scrawled out a chilling message on the wall and fired at cops as he fled the crime scene. He was shot in the hallway. It was an extraordinary scene when Teixeira was arraigned in his hospital bed in 2017, not opening his eyes once. Count one, charge of murder. Today, family and friends of the two physicians broke down as they shared stories of their slain loved ones. She made her lasting mark in the world, and we will forever miss her. Teixeira appeared via video conference. He was banned from the courtroom following violent outbursts earlier this week, where he had to be forcefully removed. He yelled out Dr. Field's final words in front of his family. You want to know his last words? Be quiet. He's saying no. He also shocked everyone by threatening to sexually assault the prosecutor's wife. You better hope that never get out of here. your wife. Today, Teixeira nodded as he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Even the prosecutors fought back tears. It's heart-wrenching. For people who didn't shed a tear, I'd ask if you have a heart. The victim's loved ones were relieved. This tragic saga is finally over. We're all very happy that this man will never see the light of day again. The motive appears to have been robbery since the killer admitted to trying to steal some of the doctor's jewelry. There's not a child on earth who has a dog who doesn't love that dog more than anything. And when that puppy goes missing, it is heartbreaking. And that's what happened to a pooch named Piper who vanished for two weeks. This youngster and his adorable pug named Piper share a heartwarming bond. They are inseparable and have been ever since Carter Prinzi got the dog for his 12th birthday. It was love at first sight. But last month, the unthinkable happened. Piper, now two years old, went missing from the family's upstate New York home. Carter was devastated. He wanted to be alone. He didn't want to sleep in his room because it smelled like her. The family started an urgent search for the little dog in their neighborhood. Carter's mom posted urgent messages on social media, begging anyone, please help me bring her home. But no luck. Piper was gone. All I could think about was, like, where she was. Two weeks passed. Then, while Carter was in school, the local animal shelter called. Piper had been found. What's that, Piper? Who's coming out? Mom put some big bows on Piper and drove to school to pick up Carter. He had no idea the surprise waiting for him in the front seat. A reunion filled with tears of joy. A boy and his dog back together again. Just look at that little tail go. It's 
is the best Christmas gift I'll ever have. <laughs> Yes, it will be the best Christmas ever for Carter and his family. Next, Christmas Movies Mania. 96 new holiday TV movies. A sense of love, peace, and harmony. Plus, Dr. Llamas. Would you like to pet him? The Gentle Giants. Who knew they had such nice bedside manners? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The Pod People, next Inside Edition. Would you pay a 1000 a month for this? You basically co-live with strangers who become your friends. It's like living in a dorm, but for adults. There's no privacy allowed. I see you, you see me. Then ugly Christmas sweaters. How they become a fashion trend. Happy holidays! Can you believe one company has made $70 million? Next Inside Edition. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas with holiday-themed movies dominating the airwaves. Get ready for a blitz of Christmas movies. Merry Christmas. This year, more than 96 new TV movies are spreading holiday cheer. It's unlike anything we've seen before, says Pop Sugar's news and culture director, Lindsay Miller. There's even more holiday and Christmas movies this year than last year, which may be hard to believe because I think we all thought we had reached peak holiday movie in 2018. The Hallmark Channel alone has 40 no. Christmas-themed movies. That's double <laughs> compared to last year. I did it. You did it. That was great. Holly Robinson-Pete stars in two Hallmark movies, including A Family Christmas Gift. The thing I love most about doing Hallmark Christmas movies is that there's a sense of togetherness, there's a sense of love, peace, and harmony. For extra holiday cheer, Hallmark, for the first time, is releasing two Hanukkah-themed movies. As for Lifetime, it's gifting viewers with a record 30 all-new holiday movies, including Rediscovering Christmas, starring Jessica Lowndes. I love you too, Dad. I love Christmas. I love filming these movies. They're just so sweet and happy, and you can't not smile watching them. Here you go. Also on just Lifetime, these familiar faces, by the, way, the cast the of the 80s sitcom The Facts of Life. They're reuniting for the festive film You Light Up My Christmas. Nice catch. Netflix is also getting in on the action with 14 Christmas movies made for the streaming channel. Big stars like Vanessa Hudgens and Rob Lowe have signed up. Merry Christmas. Why are holiday movies so popular? The answer is pretty obvious. A lot of these movies are very family friendly. You can watch them with grandma, you can watch them with your little niece, and they're kind of like a pair of comfy socks that you wear around the house. They're really familiar and warm. Lots of Christmas kisses. <laughs> when we come back, the llamas, yep, the llamas, spreading holiday cheer. They are doctors who make house calls. They just happen to be llamas. You've never seen therapy animals like these. Llamas. Yep, llamas. They're spreading holiday comfort and joy to the folks at the Stockdale Residence and Rehab Center outside San Antonio. I think they're darling. I love them. Those smiles say it all. He is nice and soft. It would be nice to sleep on. These gentle giants are six feet tall and weigh 300 pounds. You want to kiss again, Miss Wyatt? Michael was disabled in a car accident. He finds it soothing to brush them. Jean likes to cuddle with their soft hair. Put their head on your head and people's hearts melt. Carol Rutledge raises the llamas on her farm. They have 
have great personalities. Her 15-year-old daughter Zoe got hooked on llama therapy after researching a school project. I concluded that 66% of the time, the patient's blood pressure was actually lowered after visiting with the llamas. The people were just more alert and they were happier. Suzanne sure is happy with her llama visit. They're beautiful. Who knew doctors still make house calls? They sure do if their name is Dr. Llama. So sweet. When we come back, pranked by the elf on a shelf. Finally today, someone's been naughty. Three-year-old Violet is not impressed by this prank. She called me a beard and that wasn't funny. She called you a mustache. According to her mom, it was the elf on the shelf who made some mischief with a black marker overnight. Violet is not amused. Not funny. (laughs) And that is Inside Edition for today. We'll see you again next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce Season 4 of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.